0: The prison grievance system in place at New York's correctional facilities is not up to snuff, according to a recent analysis from the Correctional Association of New York, which is empowered in law to monitor and report on the state's prisons. To discuss the association's findings, we're joined by their executive director, Jennifer Scafe. Welcome back to the show, Jennifer. Thank you. So your report looks at the efficacy of the Incarcerated Grievance Program, and before we get to the process it lays out and how effective it has been in practice, can you explain the origin of this uh, grievance program?
1: The Incarcerated Grievance Program came about following the uprising at Attica in 1971. It was one of the reforms put forward by the McKay Commission, which thought to create a process for incarcerated people to seek recourse and resolve complaints. And it came into existence in 1976. It was an important measure that was intended to resolve these issues and avert another tragedy and has been emulated really across the United States and helped to establish New York State as a leader in progressive reforms in prisons. So we think it's important for these reasons, the historical significance of the process, um, which was once really considered a victory uh, in the aftermath of Attica, for it to be itself reformed in order to fulfill its original promise.
0: Well, what are the types of valid grievances an incarcerated New Yorker might have? And under the current process, how should the state's incarcerated grievance program digest those complaints and fairly evaluate them?
1: So there are a number of things that incarcerated people can and do grieve about the conditions or entitlements of their incarceration. These include interactions with staff, medical care, access to services like programs, and perceptions of unfair disciplinary processes. And it's important because it provides a formal mechanism for voicing complaints within a system that's largely closed off from external intervention or assistance. And it's also necessary because it provides an avenue for recourse that contributes to or should contribute to legitimacy, which comes from this political science idea that a system of governance is accepted. The authority is accepted by people subject to a particular regime. And if people accept that authority, they're more likely to follow the rules and trust in the government or in the the governing system. Um, And our report finds that overwhelmingly people in prison in New York uh, don't have confidence in the grievance process, for resolving the issues that they bring to it, uh, which really calls into question and has serious implications for their trust in the Department of Corrections and Community Supervision. So we've issued a report that attempts to itemize the shortcomings as people incarcerated perceive them um, as a precursor to formulating some recommendations that the department may choose to take up in order to improve the functioning of the process such that it works better for incarcerated people and the system as a
0: whole. Well, can you kind of walk us through the process? So let's say someone has a complaint about access to health care, for example. What is the system and the process <laughs> supposed to do? And what are some of the shortcomings in that response that's in place right now?
1: The Incarcerated person has the right to file a grievance, and directive 4040, which is a comprehensive directive issued by the department, sets forth a long list of procedures and parameters for the grievance process. And so uh, the first thing that is is supposed to happen is that the um, committee at the facility, which comprises, staff and elected representatives of the incarcerated uh, population review the grievance and can determine whether it raises an issue that, first of all, can be grieved. Not all issues can be grieved, in which case it would be dismissed. Um, And then would classify it according to the type of grievance which is spelled out in the directive. Certain grievances go straight to the facility superintendent. Other grievances require, for example, medical expertise and so need to be uh, escalated in that respect. And then others can be informally resolved, for example, so the incarcerated person could choose to, quote, sign off on a grievance and accept an informal resolution, which means that the grievance would stop at that point and not go forward in the process. Ultimately, if an incarcerated person does not agree with the outcome of the grievance at the local facility level, it can be advanced up to a central office review committee, which then um, reviews the grievance, the appeal, and issues a final determination. So that's in very broad strokes the way that the process is meant to work. And we have a number of findings in our full report um, which demonstrate that, from the perspective of incarcerated people, um, that process uh, is deviated from kind of large and small ways all across the system.
0: Well, yeah, I want to talk about the ways in which people might deviate and the human factor might cause problems, but are there structural problems that you've identified to the system that's in place right now?
1: Well, I think that the biggest structural problem uh, that we've identified is that the system is widely used, so um, most of our respondents to our survey reported having filed a grievance at some point during their incarceration, and Doc's own data supports this. During the first half of 2022, more than 10,000 grievances were filed, which represents one grievance per a third of in- the incarcerated population. Um, so it's, it's a heavily used system. And it's, uh, it's a system that 80% of people who responded to our survey said that they uh, at some point had abstained from using because they feared retaliation for doing so. Um, so while Directive 4040, which I mentioned earlier, prohibits retaliation or reprisals, the vast majority of people who responded to our survey said that the fear of retaliation serves as a discouraging factor in voicing their complaint to the administration. Um, and, you know, Directive 4040 also says that if an incarcerated person suspects that they have been retaliated against for filing a grievance, they may grieve. <laughs> um, and so this is what we mean by, by it being a, a system that structurally um, is is failing to resolve the concerns and, and facilitate uh, effective conflict resolution and mediation uh, between incarcerated people and the prison administration because of, of what people feel is such an overriding threat in terms of retaliation from staff. Another finding is that 87%, so even higher um, than, than the, the figure that I just cited, 87% of respondents to our survey, uh, said that they felt that the grievance process made relationships between incarcerated people and staff worse. Um, And so, again, the the very purpose, the original intent of the system, the program, is to um, provide a formal mechanism for issues to be addressed in order to avert conflict, and it was not meant intended to be in an adversarial process. Um, And yet the uh, vast majority of people, incarcerated people, feel that grievances actually serve to erode relationships um, between between participants in the process.
0: So when you think about the best way to move this process forward, is it just about structural reforms with the current players who are involved in in making some of the decisions about uh, the merits, say, of grievances and how to evaluate them? Or do we need to bring in new people to actually uh, process and evaluate these complaints?
1: Well, I think that that's a very insightful question. And we gathered a huge volume of recommendations and good ideas from the respondents to our survey, and and they're enumerated in part in the report itself. The next step in our process, so, so our report just contains findings from the survey, and it, it, it abstains so far from issuing recommendations because we feel, in the spirit of the Grievance Program itself, that there needs to be dialogue and there needs to be some collaborative problem solving in order to source the best ideas for salvaging the program. So the next step in our process is to conduct a series of stakeholder sessions with docs, administrators, with incarcerated grievance representatives at facilities, and with external stakeholders and advocates who... Assist incarcerated individuals in litigating, for example, against the state. And that through conversations with these different stakeholder groups, we will be able to source a series of recommendations that we will then formally present to DOCS for their consideration. Um, We think that the grievance program can be salvaged, and there are uh, things that can and must be done internally within the agency to address those concerns. And then there are a number of ideas out there for establishing external mechanisms for additional avenues of recourse and, uh, and mediation. So we're looking forward to having those conversations and, and presenting recommendations that, that we think reflect the best thinking of the people who know the system best.
0: Well, how would you determine if a grievance system is working? Is it just about increasing the percentage of incarcerated New Yorkers who report that their grievances were properly received and that they felt like their concerns had been addressed? Or is it about the process that just needs to be changed? What's the metric for success with a grievance program?
1: You named several of them. One is that um, it does matter what happens with a grievance. Only about a third of grievances filed currently are found in favor or resolved in favor of the grievance. So that means that two-thirds of people who file a grievance don't get a positive outcome as a result of their grievance, and they either must leave it there or choose to litigate. Another barometer, I think, for the successful uh, functioning of the program is a follow-up survey, and after a series of of recommendations and reforms are implemented, we would come back and ask some of the same questions and ask whether um, attitudes toward the participation in the grievance program had changed over time. Another really important element of a healthy grievance system is one in which people don't feel afraid to use it. And I think that this is the key finding from our report that troubles me the most, um, is that the very system that was set up to help resolve issues before they become bigger issues people are discouraged from participating out of fear that something worse will happen to them than the issue that they are grieving about in the first place. And so I think that another uh, barometer of success would be to um, assess whether the level of of grievances increases. If measures were undertaken to um, discourage retaliation and really hold bad actors accountable for making the incarcerated people um, feel fearful of availing themselves of a mechanism um, that was set up for them to use.
0: So the metrics you've described are completely from the perspective of the incarcerated New Yorkers. So is there a case to be made that you need to consider feedback from the staff at the prisons in order to gauge whether the grievance system is actually working?
1: You're absolutely right. That is an important aspect of this work. And this report simply presents findings from a survey where we asked incarcerated people um, for their perspectives and their experiences. We are in the process, as in addition to um, working with the department to get their input on recommendations for improving the system, Um, We're also looking at administrative data that the agency itself collects and um, makes public. And we will be releasing some of our analysis of those administrative data, um, which will present uh, more nuance and context, we think, to the findings in our survey. Um, I would say that it's important, it's just as important for employees of the agency to have effective means of registering their own complaints with the agency, with their employer, um, and that they are supported in navigating conflicts that they're having with incarcerated people under their supervision. Um, so we don't think that this is um, an issue that's limited to um, incarcerated people, in terms of the importance of the the functioning of the system, um, but we do think that the overwhelming responses that we got to certain aspects um, of our survey, in certain areas where we probed, eighty percent of people being fearful of retaliation, eighty-seven percent feeling um, that relationships. Um, between incarcerated people and staff have worsened, um, warrants further engagement by the agency, and also provides an opportunity for the agency to, as you suggest, uh, if there are outdated perceptions or stereotypes that incarcerated people are bringing to the table, it's an opportunity for some good kind of public education and um, and public relations. Um, one of the findings in our report is that there there is uneven awareness of the system. Um, they, a lot of incarcerated people, don't understand how their representatives are elected. For example, they don't understand how um, what what issues are grievable, which are not. They don't understand whether they're able to file a federal lawsuit if if their grievance hasn't been resolved within the specified time frame. So these are all opportunities for uh, docs, I think, to be proactive and to provide additional information. And, and as their response suggests, they they do make a lot of information available to the incarcerated population. But um, I think that there are opportunities to do more and to really kind of lean in to this process because it is uh, – a It has been celebrated as a model for the nation in terms of its historical role in averting another tragedy. And so I think that it's an opportunity for them to really look at what the problems are and clarify where there's misunderstanding and an interest in making the system work.
0: Well, we've been speaking with Jennifer Scaife. She's the executive director for the Correctional Association of New York. Jennifer, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for your interest in this topic.
0: Is your business, agency, or service interested in delivering your message to more than two dozen radio stations statewide carrying Capital Press Room? If so, visit capitalpressroom.org to contact our underwriting team.